Hello. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. This makes the 10th podcast. Wow, can't believe it's been 10 already. Been a couple of months, even though I did take a break. I think 10. Wow, what can I say? Yeah, hopefully there's 10 more, if I can keep up with this, or if you're still listening. Today I'm going to do something a little different, and probably it's going to be a common theme or like analysis or breakdown, uh, I don't get paid for this, so I can do whatever I want. So I'm going to review some books, but this book actually relates to the recent trip that I took in Costa Rica. I was reading this in between the trip, so it it was uh, it's, it's a book that just came out. Uh, it came out in February, late February, so it's, it, it's only been out a few weeks, and it's about a uh, it's called The Adventurer's Son, so I guess the title gives it away. But the adventurer is Roman Dial. He he done some work with National Geographic, I think, uh, is an Alaskan explorer, professor, and uh, I, I think he's done research on like different Arctic expeditions, and he's like a mountaineer. So this book is about his son who went in, uh, who was actually on a Central American tour, I guess you could say, for several months. And yeah, I'll just say this now, that this will contain spoilers in the end because it's really hard to talk about if I don't. And I, I guess the main thing of the book is his son dies. So not that that's really a surprise because that's just in a basic uh, summary or an, uh, or just the, the it's not in the title of the book I don't think but it I mean in, in any summary of the book it's about him finding or trying to find his son in the wilderness uh, so I'm, I don't think I'm really ruining anything there by saying that you know the son dies but he does in Costa Rica and that's what I want to talk about a little bit and also uh, it's not really breaking down the book super hard so it's not going to be on uh, the podcast isn't going to be about I guess writing styles or really a lot that goes on with that book because it's a memoir so it's not really written so tight or a lot of uh, it doesn't really contain a lot of like heavy details it's more or less a, 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 yeah, a family memoir of Roman Dial and his son who went by also went by the name of Roman um, about his demise and what happened was on this uh, tour that he was taking I, th I think it was in between some college years the son decided he wanted to take off and the, the book is a little bit it seemed to be to, to me it seemed like a regret of the father that he was this adventurer he took his son on uh, from the age that he could walk really had him doing some pretty hardcore uh, expeditions and ex uh, ad adventures and things like that and it, it seemed to me like the book the father was trying to I guess uh, I still don't think he's made up his mind on how he feels about leading his son because he, he feels in a way responsible for the son's death because he led him into this life of adventure and extreme danger uh, this kind of lifestyle that even though you might be prepared for it it's in innately has a risk 
if you're climbing, if, if you're mountaineering, no matter how good you are, a rock sliding off of a, a cliff face above you that you never see and hits you, there's nothing you can do, nothing you can prepare for that. So this, uh, yeah, I, I won't get into the spoiler yet, but it's, it's one of those things that uh, wouldn't have been really something you could have prepared for or uh, avoided. At least that's the conclusion that they came to. I, after reading the book, I'm not so sure that I feel the same way. But again, I don't have enough information. It just seemed a little uh, rash for the result that they come out with the book. And it was between a few things. But anyway, I'll, I'll talk about where his son was found. It was a couple hours south. If you hear me talking about uh, on this trip, we were doing like some mangrove uh some mangrove uh, kayaking through uh, on the Pacific coast of Costa Rica. This park that he went to is on the, it's like they have a couple of peninsulas on the west coast of Costa Rica. There's one uh, to the north and there's one further to the south. This is about two hours of where I was and it's a national, I believe it's a national, a national park or reserve that they call... Uh, let me, hang on, it's called Cospado, uh, uh, yeah, Corcovado, yeah, so Corcovado National Park it is, I, I didn't know if it's called Reserve or National Park, but it's Corcovado National Park, and that National Park you actually have to check in to go do any kind of trekking or exploring, and they, they really don't allow exploring, and they definitely won't because of this. And I think this book also bringing and shedding light onto the situation of what could happen there. Uh, the, yeah, Corcovado, you have to have a guide. You have to pay for a guide to go in. And there's also, this book was, it really didn't pull any punches on how he felt about the Costa Rican government, about how they handle the situation there around uh, in the more remote parts that they want to have this image of the the Pura Vida lifestyle, the, the pure life, and that they don't have a military. They don't deal with the things that their neighbors do, like Honduras, Nicaragua, Panama. And this is closer to the Panamanian border. But the author was pretty clear about things coming across the border and people still essentially having a smile on their face around there, but still being involved in some pretty uh, uh, illegal black market activities, you know, running coke uh, to, to the coast. They would travel out of boats there just right near Panama, and they would do illegal, I think like gold mining, things like that. But before his son was killed, also in that area, there were some deaths that um, happened to, I think, some tourists, but also some people who lived there that were foreigners that I think lived there temporarily or for some time. I, I don't know exactly, but they uh, had some pretty gruesome murders there. So they thought initially that the son was a victim of one of these murders. And it, it to me, it, that's the way the book was going for a very long time. And the the father who wrote the book seemed to really just 
blast everyone in his in his path and that seemed to me like where it's going to end up that it was some murder and they're trying to cover up this uh, like CD underbelly lifestyle that really goes on but uh, yeah so I'll just get to it now what they claim happened to him was a tree fell on him is the conclusion that they came to because they ended up finding the body they actually had a guy arrested already claiming that he was the murderer he admitted to it but he was a a clear and well-known schizophrenic so he admitted to it and but couldn't provide any details and all the details he gave was not even remotely close of the of the victim or the, the son of the story so that that was really uh, just trying to push blame on somebody else to say that hey they found the, the killer but it seemed to be like the, like the story went off in two directions that his son got killed by uh, a natural cause by a tree falling on him, but also the the victims for these other murders that did happen that uh, they try to keep under wraps. It really didn't go into that because it didn't pertain to his son, but that's kind of just hanging out there. So uh, that's something to think about when you do travel. It. I, I, and I don't really think of it too much because things do happen in your hometown that you don't hear of so much or maybe you do and you just breeze over it of the articles or something or you hear about it then you forget it because right now I'm yeah this is a perfect example I just went hiking on the Appalachia Trail uh, it was yesterday so we've been back a couple of days when we went to the Appalachian Trail, hiked a waterfall. It was just last year that the Appalachian Trail had a couple of killers on it. And routinely there are uh, these missing persons that do happen on the from like the Smoky Mountains uh, up into Virginia, but all along different trails and national parks in the U.S. And that really doesn't stop uh, anyone from going or it definitely hasn't stopped me. You do have to be cautious, though. Uh, if, if you're doing any, you're at a lot bigger risk. So if you're doing like solo hiking and camping, and that's where his son, I guess, put that out into the, uh, I guess, on the global news feed. And National Geographic actually picked the story up, and he was pretty animate about how he felt about National Geographic, even though he's worked with them in the past. That they took the story and wanted it to be a bloodlust murder fest, and it it wasn't in the end. But National Geographic actually kept that story on one of their, um, I don't even know the name of the show, but it's some, like, reality, it's not, yeah, I guess you'd call it reality show. They said they were not reality, but it turned out to be that it was taking their story, trying to get them to cry on camera so that they would have some hot takes and then kept showing scenes of his son getting hatcheted to death by this guy that they already had in prison, and they wanted to solve the case as the 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 season progressed. So it's like, all right, we already got this guy. Who cares if he's a schizophrenic? So the director of the, the show on National Geographic was working with the local law enforcement to be like, all right, yeah, let's get this guy. Let's get him convicted and... Uh, be done with it that way I'll have my show so that's uh, something you, that I also will not talk about on the podcast 
having a PhD in geography and also so much, uh, I, I guess, inspiration from an earlier age with, of course, National Geographic publications and shows and the contributions that they did and still do make to uh, uh, anthropology or geography, geology. They are a, a far cry from any of that, and so I, I do not <laughs> su support uh, most of the work that they, I wouldn't call it work, just it's, uh, it's just mass entertainment, so you can't take any of it for truth or uh, f even for educational purposes because the Discovery Channel, that used to be uh, growing up. Maybe many people remember when the Discovery Channel actually uh, inspired Discovery, not whatever bull crap they have on there now. Uh, I, I think the jumping the shark, if you've never heard that term, that's when a show passes like its, uh, its I guess, creative ability. So it comes from the happy days when uh, the Fonz literally jumped a shark. He was water skiing, and he, that was all they could come up with. Is, and it had come out to be like so cheesy. So that term has been coined, jump the shark. So to me, they jumped the shark a lot, long, or a lot earlier. But um, whenever they had this, uh, it, this was Discovery, I believe, or National Geographic, they kind of, I think it's Discovery, though. They had the guy who said he was going to, be eaten by like an anaconda or something like that. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the poster child for jumping the shark. <laughs> now it, it was uh, it, that that even hits the air or all the discoveries and things coming out. Uh, man, it, it's just that's it's just hard to get around that that actually got green lighted and I don't know did people tune in. I've just seen like <laughs> you know other like videos making fun of that but anyway I, I think planet earth's uh the bbc's done a lot better in in that aspect for nature and good old um oh man yeah uh, uh, i can't even think of his name he talks like this you know the guy from planet earth Uh, somebody knows. Somebody knows. Somebody knows. It's gonna. It's gonna come out. Uh, oh, oh, David Attenborough. Jesus. Yeah, that's his name. Sir David Attenborough. But back to the book. Um. Actually, the the father went out, and actually the mom went out too, on several treks and adventures to find the son. So they end up have actually let me step back and say going into the park you had to have a guide. The son did not have a guide nor wanted a guide and pretty much most of the things he had been doing all the way he started like uh, I think up in Mexico moving down did like Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, Belize too. A lot of areas that I am all for adventure. I love, uh, I guess, the you know risk and thrills. But to me, reading what his son was doing, it just seemed inevitable 
that uh, his demise would come in the book, even though you, you knew it did, because it's in in the summary, he's going to die. But it's like, man, it, to me, uh, I, I just felt that a lot of the ad, adventures that he was going on was just so high risk that uh, in that part of the world, in Central America, in known drug areas, with also uh, they have tourism cartels to where you have to basically guides pay for protection money. And if you come through as a tourist, you have to buy one of those guides. If you don't, there's going to be trouble. So this happens a lot in Guatemala. I can't uh, discourage enough about withholding funds to those countries. I love travel and tourism, but when this money goes to a criminal element, I think the the world of tourism needs to just hold your money. Do not support these entities, these governments that do that, that do not provide protection for its visitors. They see you as sheep to be fleeced. They don't care. They let the criminal underbelly manage their resources and you're at their discretion, wants and desires, whatever. So I do not recommend these places. I know Belize is one that has just got way out of hand uh, with danger and also just (laughs) my sister went there last year and was quite shocked by how bad it has gotten with just drug cartels running uh, uh, running the show and also you probably hear on and off with the news about deaths that occur on these uh, uh, I, I, yeah I guess routine yeah just routine um, almost like cruise ship stops just outside of those just an hour you take a trip and then maybe get mowed down by a, a machine gun. And actually, yeah, it was Belize that happened. I, I, again, I, d- I don't want to misspeak about the details, but it was something with the guide was involved with the drug cartel in Belize. So he ended up getting killed and the people that were in his group. So you have to hire the guide. And I'm thinking maybe it could have been something that he wasn't paying the protection and got killed. Either way, doesn't matter. It was involved with uh, the ones who actually control those tourism markets in Central America. And the innocent tourist got dropped off of a ship, had to pay a guide to go see whatever, see some monkeys or go down the river, end up getting cut down by uh, narcos. So uh, I I think a lot of uh, the the tourism industry has to step up and make these places be a lot more responsible. That being said, that's what they were trying to avoid, uh, amongst other things, it being the just a primitive raw jungle uh, is one of them. Just getting wandering around in there, you, you run a very high risk of getting lost and getting killed like he did. But it seemed like the, the author kept ju- trying to justify his son doing that. It, by illegally going in and I okay I understand that he 
got away with uh, doing this through Mexico, Guatemala. And, but does that make you an expert to skate by after a couple of uh, narrow misses over the past couple of months to, to berate the officials in, in Costa Rica to say, hey, my son knew what he was doing. And the, the thing that was, uh, I, I'm sure there's further details on that, but seemed to be a little short in the book. The son, they said, was killed by a tree when they found his remains, uh, if I didn't say so. I apologize that the father and mother had actually abandoned the, the search, and I think they found his remains a couple years later, like two years later, a year and a half, something like that. And they said that they found no maliceness uh, with his bones or remains. They didn't find any major impact or injuries. And I'm thinking if a tree fell on you, enough to kill you, shouldn't you have some impact injury from that? I don't know how a tree would kill you and it not be impact-related. That that was just a, a bit odd that it didn't uh, yield any severely you know, damaged spine or skull fracture or something like that. So the other idea that they had that maybe happened to him was fertile ants. Did he get snake bit? I think that might be a more likely case since they didn't find any broken bones or any damaged bones. A tree falling on you would have to break something, again, if it was enough to kill you. And, And that's just my initial thoughts, and it seemed to be a little rush or a little haste in the decision because the way the book was written, he builds up the case of, of they don't know why it happened. And then it's like, oh, well, it, it must have just been a tree. And that's actually in all the press releases. When they found his body, they said it wasn't a murderer. Uh, it was a, a tree that fell on him. It didn't really seem to have any more evidence for the tree than it did uh, a killer from the way the book's written. And that's, I guess, where I rest on that. Uh, Actually, given the reviews uh, on the book, uh, I've reviewed it on a couple sites, I give it not really that that good of reviews, and I can't really recommend uh, buying it, actually, because the, the, just the way it was written from the father, uh, from my perspective about traveling and respecting nature, it seemed to me, and I know this guy has a lot, a whole lot more uh, credibility in wildlife and nature than I do, but it really read off as just an extreme arrogance of the natural world. It's like, I do this and this, so... uh, Nature has to yield to me or other uh, governments or places. They have to yield to my <clears throat> my authority or my my previous experience. I'm experiencing this so I can do I can do what I want. And that's really how it read. And I can see where the son got that opinion from his dad. And of course, the dad, I am quite it was pretty obvious that the dad still struggles with this, that what he imparted into his son was this attitude of uh you know don't don't uh don't hold back on an adventure even though it sounds like a horrible idea and he kept talking about when he was trying to go through 
uh, certain parts of, of Nicaragua. It's like, I, I would hope he would not go, but, or, or I, no, excuse me. The father said, I would not tell him not to go. I don't want to do that. But in the back of my mind, I kind of want him to, it'd be a cool story. Yeah. Would it? Cause it, it really doesn't for me. Uh, I think I've seen a lot, seen a lot of cool things and, uh, have a very adventurous spirit, but nothing read off to me is like, oh, that's cool, or I would want to do that. To me, it read off as being uh, very, uh, very, very reckless. Let's say that uh, just to be pretty, uh, like a, a neutral word, not to be too aggressive, because again, it, it's terrible. And the way the son did die, it, it could happen. You just walk out of your house. If, you know, if you're in the forest, that could happen anywhere. That a tree fall on you, if that's what happened. That they, uh, it could have been the snake. Again, you could get bit, uh, if you're in Costa Rica, by a fertile lance. Literally anywhere. Uh, that has nothing to do with poor management or plans. But it just seems like as you keep pushing the envelope for poor planning or, or no planning. Oh, I, won't, I won't say no planning because it's not like traveling and I, you're in uh, Rome one day and you don't know if you're going to, to Zurich or Paris. Eh, not like that. Um, but let's say poorly resourced and planned in areas that are notoriously dangerous and pretending that they're not. Uh, I think it it uh, if anything when you're traveling it should impart some humility and some humbleness about going into another place or at least express some caution to know that you can go to a park like the Smoky Mountain National Park that's where I live close to uh, and visit it quite often a lot of those trails are uh, they don't even feel like trails. They're just like pay, almost paved walking paths. Some, uh, it seems, and routinely, routinely every year, people still get, still f slip off of them. They'll slide off. They fall. They die. They get attacked by bear, and it happens every year in almost the <laughs> one of the cushiest national parks uh, we have. So to, to think that you're, you're just going to tramp through uh, a place with multiple hazards, uh, unscathed, and to advise or not advise your child, uh, even though you have a, a, a better understanding of it, I just feel is very unwise. So... I guess to wrap this up, it should be a cautionary tale about wanting to just do things for the story. And that can apply to traveling or, or whatever. But if there's so many red flags about doing it, uh, people often ask how many countries I've been to, and I don't know. And I never want to know. And I don't want to count them. Because if I'm traveling for a number or just for an experience like or just to say that I did something or just that I went there then I don't want to be doing it I don't 
that's I guess when traveling's lost its appeal to me because I I, I want to experience different things. I, I should say not for the experience. Like I mean, just like a quick experience, like the story. If you do it just for the story, that's the wrong reason. That's my opinion, and that's kind of where I'm gonna stand. Uh, and well, I, I guess unless it changes, but that's where I've stood. Uh, I just turned 36, so that's where I stand on it uh, currently, and have uh, as long as I remember. I don't want to just say, "Hey, I've been to X amount. I've been to X amount of continents," or that's why I, I travel is to just go here, take a picture and say I did it. Or I want to do this story or this uh, excursion because they say I can't do it. Well, why are they saying you can't? Uh, there's several red flags to say you shouldn't go in there or you shouldn't do that. I understand you're capable of going through the jungle, but also why are there other red flags? Well, <laughs> narcotic trafficking, uh, how do you prepare against that you don't you have illegal and quite desperate miners that live in the jungles as well also tribes they still live there that are and it can be quite hostile actually when i landed uh, the one of the big tribal chiefs just outside of there was murdered in a conflict so you you have to have, take calculated risk and I just don't think that saying I'm going to go regardless is a, a good reason. I think uh, I, I think you have to look at the long term. These areas will be back, or I mean will be, uh, hopefully be there uh, in the future and under better circumstances. Maybe you can enjoy somewhere else, but... Just to say I'm going regardless has a tremendous price to pay. And The Adventurer's Son is, I think, a good example of that. However, to, to, to buy the book and, and read through it, the, the story, uh, if you want to follow that, I, I think it's good to look through some articles. And now that I've told you what happened, you can look and see how at the beginning it was all, it was, uh, uh, you know, maliceness and mayhem and murder. But he actually died in the jungle that they said in the end was uh, natural causes, which from the family, I can see why they would want to, you know, push that very quickly after looking for him so long to have some sort of closure. And uh, I don't, I wouldn't fault them for that, but just from the read of the book, it's about, uh, it seems like the, the father's really struggling over what, uh, what he did in raising his son. And he, he spent 75% of the book trying to, uh, trying to back up his credentials on, uh, his side of the exploration to say that he was qualified to send his son in, in these places. So, to me, it seemed a, a bit of uh, guilt coming through, but uh, definitely a sad story and a sad case, but I'm glad I didn't fin finish the book. I finished it on the way back on the airplane uh, about what happened, but I actually thought he had been murdered <laughs> the way it was reading. Uh, and uh, It was a natural cause that could have been by a tree, and 
when they're 200 feet tall uh, and just a branch falling out of a tree at 200 feet, you know, that would definitely do it. But uh, let me know what you think about uh, doing some book reviews because there are several that I have that I, uh, that I have read that are applicable, applicable to uh, future podcasts. So thank you for listening to number 10 and... I look forward to seeing you on number 11. Bye-bye.